Good evening, everybody. We're going to lead in tonight with a Chicago native coming into our sleepy hollow town of Clarksville, Tennessee, bringing its own Pizzagate. This is Mike Hoover, and I'm asking, is a Clarksville free thinker correct? He's arguing that the Wuhan virus was created by China in order to thin out its elderly population. We'll discuss it. And there's a new entry into the chicken wars. And this time, it's all about breakfast. Does the South have the best breakfast? And is it, in fact, the chicken biscuit? Stay tuned to find out. Okay, everybody. Let's dig in to the Clarksville Now uh, post that was very recent in the last week or so about a homemade kitchen that's producing pizza for our small little sleepy hollow town okay we have a group of people that are producing pizzas on a facebook lottery out of their houses a lot of good comments a lot of good quality product coming out people are racing through the lottery to get these pizzas they're very short ordered right there's only so much supply that this guy can make but apparently the quality is top notch okay we have a lot of really positive reviews on this, this town loves pizza they love pizza right we just need at least 10 more pizza pizza places is what i think so but we also have some distractors you know in the comments so let's talk about these comments okay so how's his com- commercial food permits and health inspections this is one commenter right laws about food preparations are to keep people healthy okay followed up by another commenter underneath saying Unfortunately, his business is absolutely illegal. I think we're all scratching our heads right now trying to figure out why they would report on this. Speaking about Clarksville now, it obviously seems to be a uh, bomb in this person's uh, business opportunities. So what we're really kind of thinking about here is how much do people get to say, you know, where do they start their business? Right. Have we all made potluck dinners where we, we bring food to our friends and families and they all say, this is great, you should start a business, right? Well, should, sure. Shouldn't we all test out our products before we just open a store and have the health inspection come in? And in, in the new day and age of social media, can't we just run a business out of our home without, you know, or have the health in- inspectors come to our house and say, yeah, you can make viable product here. So, Mike, what do you think about that? I mean... Where, where do we stand as, as commercial entrepreneurs? All right. I can go with what I believe and what I believe that these commenters are saying, and I have to disagree with them. First of all, I don't think it's absolutely illegal. It may be marginally illegal, if that. All right. I don't know the laws on in-home bakeries, but I assume they exist, and I assume that if they're running the story, they must at least, you know, be in the gray area. All right. But when it comes to making quality product, we would not say – that an individual who handcrafts a nice toy for children and only makes a limited quantity and sells them by lottery would be breaking any sort of rules. We would not bat an eye at that. So the fact that this person is making gifts of dough, gifts of good dough and cheese and pepperoni or whatever he puts on them, and giving those out for a lottery, I don't see a problem with that. So I think those people, I, I think they're coming from a place of, you know, this is what we're used to. We're used to having these set restaurants. This is uh, 
the way that it's always been done, so that must be the way it has to be done. I think they're mistaken if it it doesn't have to be done that way. It can this is the new age. We live in a new world, our new normal. Lottery pizza from hey, Facebook. Good response, Mike. I really appreciate that. I do, I do. But Wayne let me tell you why he's completely wrong. I think you're about to tell him Let's why just start with the wrong. illustration of making children's toys and selling them, right? <laughs> if you think that the government's not going to be all up in your business, if you start trying to produce and sell children's toys, let's just start with collection of sales tax. Just put on there unpainted, right? And then there's no worries about it. No lead worries. I see nothing. you're already you already know where we're going with this. <laughs> Have you checked it to make sure that it complies with guidelines about lead use? Right? Ha, uh, does it contain small parts that can come off? You know, does it have the, the proper little warnings on it to say, well, this toy's for children three and under stuff like that? There are a plethora of government regulations about children's toys, and they're designed to protect consumers because you you know if if you're going to start selling things for children to play with and put in their mouths. We want to have a reasonable you know, level of assuredness that it doesn't, it's not full of lead or has little parts that are going to come off and choke you or something like that. Same thing with pizza, right? Uh, when you, if you want to go home and, and make your own pizza, you can do that. You can put pretty much whatever you want in, in it, right? You're free to do that because you're only affecting yourself. But if you start selling pizzas, right, to the public, uh, whether it be by a lottery, whether it be out of your home or out of a food truck or out of somewhere else, the government gets involved because of food safety. They want to make sure you're storing your cheese at the right temperature, that it's not become moldy. They want to make sure you don't put weird ingredients in it, like uh, you know sawdust or something like that. Uh, and and they want their taxes too. If it's true that this person just started you know selling pizzas you know out of their home without jumping through the normal hoops, they're probably going to get in trouble. I have no idea whether this person has or has not comply with the guidelines well it seems to be that on this Clarksville outpost that a lot of people think that this was a Clarksville outpost that you know uh pushed this pizza maker into the limelight but was ultimately going to be the collapse of the entire product line that as soon as the regulators i find think they're all a, worrying yeah. too much and I'll, and I'll i'll build up the argument here sure wayne you want a good pizza i do right? I everyone wants a good pizza right you can't make a good pizza. I mean, we've had some of your stuff that you made. We, you can't make a good pizza, okay? So you go to your neighbor and you say, listen, I, you're an excellent pizza maker. I want you to make me a pizza. The neighbor says, man, I can't afford to make you a pizza. How about I pay for the ingredients? This is what you say to him. Uh-huh. Is that illegal? You pay for the ingredients and then he makes it. That's absolutely illegal. That is not it. That's not illegal. So let's that talk about. Well, let's talk about this because I mean, we all buy product from a grocery store, right? I mean, sure. we, taxes I mean, are there. That's what I mean. They pay I mean, that's the regular. The regulations start at the manufacturers of the food. Mm -hmm. So why does the preparation start to come into play if we say we have quality ingredients from a store, we have quality ingredients from a manufacturer? as long as we don't exceed past a expiration date. So is it just the oversight of somebody coming in and saying, yeah, you're, not you're not, ex so can we do that in our homes? You can, they're, they're, you know, that's where it starts getting a little, little fuzzy with things like, you know, you gotta look at other laws like zoning regulations and such. Am I allowed to operate what effectively becomes a commercial kitchen once I start selling things to the public? Right. Um, and, and yeah, health inspector's going to come by and you're going to get your little score. Commercial kitchens are on-demand food. This is not an on-demand food. This is per lottery. It's not on-demand. He's offering up he's offering up his services on a lottery system at his own convenience. It is not a commercial. You can't go in and buy it at your convenience. There's, it's it's there, like saying that you can't 
that just because anything is made, then that becomes commercial. There's a reason no one's created the Uber of food or chefs, right? There's there, You can't just order food from your next-door neighbor the way you can your neighbors sign up to drive a car. There's more hoops to jump through. Right? Can I order a chef to come in and make my food for me? Would that be illegal? Imagine an app that allowed you to do that, right? The, imagine an app that allowed you to order a chef to come by and make you some food or come deliver you some food. Uh, yeah, such a thing is possible. It's called Uber Eats. Um, but all that food is made in places that comply with all the local guidelines as to how to prepare you didn't, food. You didn't answer the question. If I hire somebody to come in and cook for me within my house, that's not illegal. That happens all the time. They're using my you ingredients. You can be a professional chef, yes. They probably would would ascertain some kind of um, quality assurance. They're not going to cook you, uh, you know, grade chicken, right. you know, or a slimy chicken. They're going to have say, a I license. Can't, I can't to- cook this for you because it would impede on my ability to cook. Well, so. if those laws exist that would shut this poor pizza guy down, then that is a travesty well, and that should be remedied. Okay. Let's 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 just flip the pepperonis on this. Everybody put in your comments. Should people be able to run food businesses out of their homes? Should the regulations drive to their home because they have all the capabilities to market to the economy, obviously, and their demand is high? Let us know, and we'll uh, keep arguing this even in the break. I'm not going to go too much in depth in the story here. We're all familiar with it. We listened to it during the election until it got shut down. All right, but it's come back. Biden has said that we need to investigate whether Wuhan, uh, the Wuhan virus or the COVID-19 virus, was created in a lab. So that investigation is going on. Mm-hmm. Maybe Trump was right. Maybe Fauci was wrong. I don't know. But the question here is not about whether or not it was created in the lab. A Clarksville native has an idea as to why such a virus would be created in the lab. Right. All right. He almost convincingly, we'll see, we'll talk about it. He has a theory that China created this virus to specifically to cull their elderly population to increase the available resources for defense spending. Now, during our conversation, this was a little bit unusual. This wasn't something that we found, that I found on a news site. This was me discussing with another Clarksvillian, mm-hmm. what's been hearing in the news. I mean, everyone's been talking about it, so of course we're going to talk about it. And he had an interesting theory, and we went pretty in-depth. So I want to see if you guys hit on any of the points, and then I want to see if the other one of you is going to be able to defend it. All right. All right, so, Wayne. Yes. What do you think about that? The theory that the COVID-19 was engineered in a, a lab with the intention of depopulating the elderly, I, I don't buy it. Um, there is a, uh, a lab in Wuhan, China, my understanding, that studies coronaviruses. And it is not seen as much of a, co- you know, it would be an awful coincidence to say that, uh, you know, uh, you know this new coronavirus that starts in Wuhan, China. There just happens to be a bio, uh, you know, a biological lab there that studies exactly those things. Um, sure, the, I've I've heard the theory that it escaped from the lab. Um, it's a perfectly plausible idea, uh, and even if it did happen, and if it happened accidentally, even the Chinese might not know. Right, it, the whole nature of an accident: somebody walks out with a little coronavirus on the bottom of their shoe or something. Sure, it could have come from there. Um, 
whether but the idea that it was biologically engineered first i would say that we you know a a genetically engineered virus I, I i don't know enough to tell whether we could look at the virus itself and say yeah this looks like it was something that was made in a lab right is it unusual does it you know have the markers of uh, a, an altered virus i don't know whether they can look at it and, and see such a thing if they could tell one way or the other i'd imagine uh we probably would have heard that uh but the other is this the idea that the the virus was in intentionally released in order to target a certain segment of the population seems like a pl somewhat plausible theory because of how much more aggressively it uh it, it killed the elderly and the infirm um, but that's true of every disease that exists right there's nothing special about this uh, uh that, that kills the elderly. the flu affects the elderly and the infirm more than anybody else every disease does that so there's nothing special that i can tell about this virus uh that marks it uh something that we should be particularly suspicious about being engineered so what do you think robert wayne wayne disagrees he thinks that the virus lovingly called the boomer bomber was not boomer doomer boomer doomer i'm sorry boomer doomer was not uh designed to impact the elderly uh, you tend to disagree with him on that. Absolutely not. I mean, I, I can see why somebody would take the correlation between the evidence that was presented to them in the in the real life occurrence of what we saw, you know, throughout the pandemic. Um, Wayne even made comment to it uh, of elderly were more affected, you know, and, and that 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 seems to be um, why a lot of the majority of at least the Western population seem to not regard it as such a, uh, a major catastrophe because we knew that it would only affect the, our weakest in the population and our elderly, because I've always kind of, you know, understood this from a personal standpoint of if it had been affecting our children, mm -hmm. we would have responded very differently in the same, in the same way that we responded to polio because that was a young person's disease. So you you agree with Wayne then that this uh, commenter is off base that the uh, virus was uh, designed to no, call the elderly? No, I think, well, if, if, if the virus was designed to call the elderly in China, I think they would have very good reason to do so. Um, you want to hide in plain sight. You want to make an accident look at, you know, that's that's the majority of how we want our govern or we expect i would say our governments to run they, they're not going to inflict a pandemic on us they're going to accidentally release something but it has been designed and and manipulated to a point where it wants to serve a purpose and that purpose was executed um i just don't know and i don't think anybody really knows from the chinese perspective did it work because we know it definitely worked in Italy we know it definitely worked in America and is, is still working throughout India where people with comorbidities I'm going to say that word I think I got it right good. so I think that is part of it and I think that China honestly I think China because of its its one population growth standard that it's had for a long time um, the evolution of its economy it n may have needed to 
you know, purge a lot of its, its, its elderly to kind of open itself up to a more population growth of young people by broadening its family base. Um, maybe their diets allow them. I, I don't know any of these, these things, but I'm speculating from the, from the commenters idea that Chinese people probably tend to live very long lives because of their diet and their health uh, concerns and the way that they live. And thus, if China needed to purge out to bring in new blood to release their one child, you know, dictation, then releasing a virus that would directly impact the elderly population could be a very legitimate cause for them. A a coronavirus coming from a town with a lab that studies coronaviruses and allowing the Chinese government to lock down their population and uh, and, and and as you said, you know, it, you know, mainly targets the elderly and the infirm. Uh, does seem a little convenient, but I think that's I think that would have been true of most diseases. I don't think there's any reason to think that it had to have been engineered. Here's the thing about that I understand about China, right? China is very, very um, progressive in its productivity, right? Even though it has a long lineage of respect for its elderly, they are not producing what the younger generations are. And when they limited their ability to repopulate for that younger workforce, they needed to make a cause. They need to make a change. All right. So was it a plan? Was it an accident? Let us know. The chicken wars have spread to breakfast. I saw a post this week. Lewis reviews this, which is a great Facebook page. Uh, local guy goes around, does food, food reviews, local places. Uh, and uh, uh, this week he uh, did Hardee's. Hardee's has uh, entered the chicken wars, but they're doing a little bit different. They've got a breakfast chicken biscuit i got a new hand breaded chicken biscuit and this uh this really spoke to me because to be honest the hardy's chicken biscuit is possibly my favorite food of all time has been for a long time and uh their new chicken i gotta say better than it was before and i liked it before he uh he put out his review and says it's uh, definitely worth trying and i saw a comment which uh thought i'd bring to you guys attention commenter says that uh chicken biscuits are the greatest breakfast food of all time. Pretty bold statement. Mm. Greatest be- breakfast food of all time. I actually agree. A Hardy's chicken biscuit with a egg and cheese on it um, is, if you say, hey, what do you want for breakfast? I would go for that every time. But I'd be curious to see if uh, either of you agree or disagree. Let's go to Michael. Michael, mm. chicken biscuits, greatest breakfast food of all time? No, no. So there's a little bit different here, okay? Okay. Chicken biscuits are not the greatest breakfast food of all time. Chicken, however, is the greatest breakfast ingredient of all time. Okay. So chicken makes amazing chicken biscuits. Take away the biscuit, put some waffles there, you got chicken and waffles. My personal favorite breakfast of all time. Okay. All right, you take that out, you got chicken and eggs. You got all chicken and the eggs, you both two different types of chicken. Yeah, excellent breakfast sandwich. They're so, not two different kinds of chicken. <laughs> two different. They're form, different chickens different, at different chicken stages different of their form. life. Oh yeah. my gosh! Okay. Yeah. I, I see where you're going. Um, don't don't be criticized. I'm going to okay. start soaking my steak in milk. Okay, okay, okay. That, milk that's, steak. That's two different kinds of. You never steak. had milk steak? 
I've had milkshake. Don't let him his naysaying fool you. Chicken is an incredible breakfast ingredient, and it is used to make some of the greatest breakfasts of all time. Okay. But the chicken biscuit itself is not the greatest breakfast of all time. I mean, that's obviously bacon and eggs. Bacon and, bacon, bacon and eggs, you think, is the greatest? Yeah, chicken. Okay. Yeah, chicken eggs. Hmm. Yeah, well. Uh, you know. Yeah. Squishy yeah. chicken. Squishy chicken. Liquid chicken. Whatever you want to call it. Oh, it's still okay. chicken. Well, no, Liquid this chickens. is hand-breaded chicken patties, all white meat, on a biscuit. The best way to to deliver. You just said bacon and eggs. You've totally taken out the biscuit. I mean, I'm saying the biscuit is all right. If you have breakfast and it doesn't have a biscuit, it's still breakfast. It's not like breakfast, but, but is it? But if you it, have, can you no. even call it the best breakfast? The it, best breakfast ever is a hand breaded chicken patty between a buttery biscuit. Hundred percent. There's no argument there. Go 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 any morning to Chick Fil A or Hardee's, Carl's Jr. In other places, go anywhere and find find out what they're going to run out of first. It's not going to be bacon and cheese and eggs because that's boring. Let me it's just bo- ask you. It's boring food. No, 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 no. Chicken. Let me just ask you no, one no, question. chicken. You know what? You know what? You know what? It's my turn. I still got six minutes to talk. We're not going to do this, okay? <laughs> chicken can be battered differently. Bacon comes out the same way every time. Eggs. There's nothing that that these restaurants are going to do to eggs. They're not going to put cayenne pepper and eggs they're not going to do anything different to their eggs it's just going to be oh, salt no. eggs if not if not the most bland eggs right. you've ever tasted do, do it's all chicken it's all biscuit the most i would ever concede is that the chicken biscuit is the best fast food breakfast of all time you might be able to you might be able to argue that maybe i wouldn't even say that but here's the thing when you go to ihop when you're buddies and you you got a lazy sunday you're going out and you're ordering the breakfast do you order a chicken biscuit no you don't order a chicken biscuit you order bacon and eggs you order some waffles you order something else you it is not a chicken biscuit you don't go to any sit-down restaurant with your family with your friends and order a chicken biscuit you only like chicken biscuits because that's what you eat most because you're you're doing fast food breakfast when's the last time either of you guys had a chicken biscuit oh i loved chick-fil-a chicken morning biscuits oh yeah absolutely wendy's uh honey the new honey chicken biscuit, fantastic. Oh, you know, yeah. You, you mentioned oh. uh, the chicken and waffles. Hardy's has a variant where it comes on a waffle. Oh, um, so that's pro- I mean, uh, that that right go, there go is to, better go, than go, a chicken biscuit. But here's you have the, here's, chicken plus waffles. Here's the thing, okay? The chicken biscuit is being presented in the comment. Chicken biscuits are the greatest breakfast food of all time. You are cascading too many foods. You're talking about pancakes and waffles and bacon and eggs. You can't bring all those into one thing. You can't bring all that food together. You're you're parsing out everything. No. If you had to have a one handheld piece of breakfast okay. that incorporated all the goodness all that right. was a great breakfast, it would be a chicken biscuit, Mike. No, it wouldn't. It'd be it'd oh, be bacon. Okay. You got leftover bacon, your family's had dinner, you're running late for work, you walk out, you got all the spread there. You got a chicken biscuit, you got some egg patties, you got some hash browns, you got a big old plate of nice steaming bacon, you walk out, you grab a couple of pieces of something for the road, what is it? the bacon well you just so if you want you a single finger you, you didn't even put chicken in i said there. chicken biscuits in the front you're not going to be walking by and go let me grab this big old slobbery there's no chicken way biscuit. there's no way <laughs> slobbery <laughs> there's no way you're going to pass up a chicken biscuit for a slice of bacon i said a couple hand a couple slices of bacon that's not you still i mean if you had chicken biscuits completely 
completed in front of you and slabs of bacon. You might throw the bacon on the chicken biscuit, but that's just to accentuate the chicken biscuit. I mean, that's that's a fair that's a that's a fair point. I would probably combine them. And yes, go out. And, and I and I absolutely have done. That. I've made <laughs> yes, my own homemade absolutely. chicken biscuit, put yeah. eggs, cheese, and bacon on it. Oh, man, so See, good. well, here's the only thing I, from my perspective. The only thing that could ruin a chicken biscuit, and I might be very alone in this, is ruins chicken sandwiches for me. I don't do chicken and cheese. Okay. I don't. I I just think they don't go well together. That might be my palate. I just don't. You've some, never had eggs and cheese. Eggs are not the same as chickens. They're Mike. chicken. That's the no, same it's thing. not Liquid the same. Chickens. No, it is the baby of the chicken. It is the 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 de- denatured <laughs> version of a chicken. Oh my gosh. The meat of a chicken to me and cheese do not go together. Sometimes when I look at it at the at the Chick Fil A. Or anywhere that puts cheese on chicken, I'm always like, no, right, that does We can solve wrong. this right now. Robert, I'm going to offer you a breakfast. I'm going to say, here's a chicken biscuit, mm-hmm. and here's a chicken and an egg biscuit. What are you going to get? Oh, you're going to give me a chicken biscuit all the time. You're not going to do anything. So I could put any topping need- any topping on top of that. Chicken bacon. All, chicken- I, all I need is buttery biscuit. Here's what the thing about biscuits is, okay? Because that's the thing, right? Chicken biscuits are the greatest of all time because when they're hand-breaded and they're fried, there's no telling. There's only a little bit of telling where that biscuit ends and that chicken begins. And that's how you know that you've reached the greatest breakfast of all time. You can't cross between that and bacon. I mean, I can't argue against a breakfast mailed of that scale. Okay. Well, guys, in the comments, let us know, what's your favorite breakfast food of all time? Is it chicken biscuits? Is it something else? Uh, Do you like a plain chicken biscuit? Do you like a few toppings on it? Let us know, and uh, maybe I'll try some out. Wow, guys, what a great show. This was fun. Uh, Everybody in the comments and watching, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for keeping us on your Wednesday nights. We really appreciate you tuning in. If you need us to direct our attention to your comments or a comment that you think is very underrated in the thread underneath the article that you're very interested in, please drop that hashtag, hashtag FTOC or FTO Clarksville, and we will pick it up and you might be on this show giving us the fuel for these fires. And thanks for the comments that you've been leaving so far and for the contact that you've given us. Uh, if you want to send us a message directly, you can like us on Facebook at the Freethinkers of Clarksville. If you're a local business and would like to see your business featured on here, that is something we are willing and interested in doing. Send us a message online, and we'll be happy to talk to you about what you'd like to see featured here. All right. Thanks again for putting up with us this evening as I put up with them and they put up with me. Uh, If you want more of us, you can find us on iHeartRadio and Spotify and check us out on our Facebook page, all the places where you can find people that talk about things. That's right. So, for Wayne, Robert, I'm Mike. Mike H. (laughs) Chicken biscuit lover. (laughs) So, think of us when you're having breakfast tomorrow and every day after that. (laughs) Have a good evening. Yeah, it's not a mess. It's not that really good. So <laughs> gross. And you guys are arguing over that? That looks no. so good. I got what you that I had right one now. yesterday. <laughs>